Welcome to the Jessica Rules the Universe podcast. I'm Jessica Zafra. My guests and I talk about books, movies, travel, and in this episode, cats. We love cats. I live with three former street cats. This city is full of stray cats who depend on the kindness of people. When Surrender Mall Complex announced that they would fine their shop tenants and residents 10,000 pesos if they fed the many stray cats in that area, two questions came up. First, why the hell would I set foot in that place? And more importantly, how do we deal with a huge population of stray cats and dogs in this city? Joining me is Ana Cabrera, Executive Director of the Philippine Animal Welfare Society, or PAWS. The Jessica Rules the Universe podcast is brought to you by Nexus Technologies. Technologies that work, solutions that win. What exactly does the Philippine Animal Welfare Society I'm glad you asked, you know, because not a lot of people know what animal welfare is. Exactly. Like, if they see someone wearing a post-volunteer shirt, they start shoving homeless animals at you. And that's not exactly how it works. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when we have issues, like people message us all the time, boss, you're not doing your job, there's a lot of stray dogs, there's stray cats. Apart, we are not the pound. Yes, that's <laughs> not our job. Yes. Animal welfare is not animal control. Now, Animal welfare is about preventing uh, pain, suffering in animals. And we do that in a proactive way. And by proactive, uh, we mean like, like, we sometimes do rescues, but rescues is when there's already cruelty. We would rather prevent the cruelty from happening in the first place by doing education, spay neuter, uh, and then several other programs that include lobbying and campaigns. Uh, and also prosecutions, because if there is a law that outlaws cruelty to animals, you would like to be able to show that you can get prosecuted for it. You can't just, like, take one, wring its neck, and throw it in the garbage. Oh, yeah, definitely. They are not pests. They're not. They're not. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then, you know, the problem there is um, a lot of people, there's there's a line blurred line, like yeah. people want to be kind to animals. They But they also don't want the animals to poop in their garden. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. yes. That seems to be a major cause for hating animals. They poop in the garden. But you see, the animals... It's fertilizer. The animal doesn't know that. Um, and they they become pests, uh, quote-unquote, when there's so many of them. Yes. And hence, back to Spain. But when you ask the average people, who's a cat? Owns a dog who loves cats, who loves dogs, and we found it really mind-boggling. We would have an orientation of animal lovers, people wanting to be post-volunteers. So they would come to our orientation. They love animals. I said, who among you love dogs and cats? And they have, how many cats? And they start saying, oh, I have 10, I have 12. And then I said, okay, all hands down. I want to know in this room who has paid or neutered animals. And not a single hand comes up. There is where the education has to begin. So that's where the homeless. That's so do you ever wonder where do the homeless dogs and cats come from? In the Philippines, nobody sprays or neuters, but they're right. all like reproducing animals, especially cats. Like cats can give birth three times a year, mm-hmm. and for every giving birth, there's like you can't just have one kitten. Yes. I mean, how many cats that? 
pregnant cats that end up just having one. And, and yeah. even just from a practical standpoint, you have to spay or neuter so they don't wander off mm-hmm. and give you a nervous breakdown by not coming home for dinner. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but not a lot of people know that you ask the man in the street about kapon. Uh, we call it kapon. It just sounds bad in Tagalog. Yeah, well, you, you need to find another term for it. We're trying to find another term, but it, I would just like to for everyone, spay and neuter. The, the correct term, and, and a veterinarian pointed this out to me, should be spay and castration. Yeah, because, but castration sounds horrible. Yeah, we say <laughs> castration is like... Yeah, yeah. it's like E, and mm-hmm. then every guy's going to cross his legs because he's afraid. Which is what kapon does. Yes. That's that same thing in Tagalog that men don't like, kapon. Yes. So, but neuter is generally for male and females. Um, but we made it spay and neuter. So yeah. we get corrected all the time. But we said there's a strategy there. Yeah, we did because, because we don't want to use the C word castration. Yes, yes, yes. And there's a lot of persistence to it because mainly we're a Catholic country and the same um, objections to the reproductive health bill. We get that. But in the animal uh, side, and it's ridiculous because the animals don't have a choice. I mean, they just do it out of the urge and they don't really plan like how many kittens am I going to have this year? How many kittens can I send to school? Things like that. So really it's in the best interest of the pet owner and the pet to have their pets spayed or neutered or top one because they will always you know, have uh, sex if I may. Yeah, and, and, and no, it's also because um, a lot of people think that to be a proper pet, the pet has to have papers. And if the pet has papers and some sort of pedigree, the pet has to be bred. Ergo, spaying, neutering is not a factor. Yeah. It's, it's not something to consider. Actually, it's more of an income-generating yes. side. Yeah, I can make money it, off It's the income animal. slash status symbol. Yeah. Ooh, my chow chow is going to have <laughs> puppies. Something like that. Yeah, so... Um, it's it's very hard. So we also didn't know with the many issues on animal welfare, we didn't know where to start. But first off, we started with adoption, promotion. So um, our campaign strategy has been very, let's not go spain neuter because people have a resistance to that. So we said, um, first, adoption. Let's go for the nice stuff. And, yeah, I mean, they didn't just magically sprout on the street. They used to have owners. Yes. And these owners just thought, oh, you know, I can't take care of them anymore. I'm really sick. So, so that's where they come from. And yeah. if we want to address the root of the problem, we have to address, like, spay and neutering. I mean, uh, begin with yourself. Cliché as that might sound. Like, are my pets spayed or neutered? Because yes. I might be contributing to this problem. Similar yes, and, and, and as yeah. I mentioned, um, the advantage of spaying and neutering is they will stay at home. Mm-hmm. They're not likely to wander off. That's not an attraction for most people because most people have the old provincial ways of like, oh, I have a dog. Uh, it's uh, that's where the ascal term comes from. It comes back for food, goes out, poops out there, so I don't have to clean up after him, and ah. he's a pet. So, the new provincial way of. In life. other words, you have to commit to being the housemate of a pet. We're still trying to change the mindset of people as to pet keeping. And yes. pet keeping is that, yes, part of the deal is that you pick up the pool, uh, you clean up after you You pet. take them for their shots. Yes. Yes. And they're not disposable. Like, when they get sick, you know, I, I throw them away. Because I... I it's, it's horrible. It's mind-boggling. People 
are willing to pay easily 10,000 pesos for a shih tzu. Yes. And then they come to us and say, oh, you know, it's sick. I can't take it to the vet. And it's like, because yeah, the vet is 1,000 pesos. You, you, you pay, pay 10,000 pesos. You can't even take so there, so every there's this mindset that pets are disposable. Yes, we should not. So again, they're living things. Going back to the the homeless, what do we do? If we want like short term, like we could like take it in, give it food and things like that, but that would be short term. Yeah, because that doesn't solve the problem for the long term. I, I keep on going back to the example where did you ever see that? I think Caritas ad where there's like a children begging on the street. Yeah. And they actually said, don't give dole outs mm-hmm. to the kids because it's not going to go where you want them to go. So give them food or, or what. And and for the homeless animals, like feeding them is short term. Yeah. Now, if you don't approach the problem like, let's go massive spay neuter everyone. And you have to go to the root. Yes. Yeah. Because um, reality check, homeless dogs and cats, the homeless dogs get rounded up by the city pump. Yes, because um, rabies is more prevalent than dogs. Yeah, anti-rabies act, it's a national law, it mandates that dogs um, can be captured, uh, must be captured by the city pump, humanely, I might say you have to do it humanely, but not a lot of cities follow this, so they catch them uh, humanely, and then they bring them to pounds where they keep them humanely with food and water for a certain number of days. And then after a certain number of days, they are put down or euthanized. Now, most Pinoys don't know this. They well, we should just, you know, maybe we should just not use the very nice term euthanized and mm-hmm. say they will be killed. They will be killed. Yeah. They will be killed. And people find it surprising all the time. Because they say, what? They'll be what? killed? Oh, for God's sake. Where do you think they were going? Yeah. They always say that the uh, They were going to get a suite at the peninsula. Yeah, they always say, who gets these animals? Who can get this animal from me? You know, if you don't want your pet, the only agency that will take it is the city pound, and the ending for that is their foot down. Yes. And they said, they don't get adopted? No, in know. fact, um, it's happened that um, some friends of mine, they had a dog who um, whom they allowed to wander off occasionally. Oh, no. He was caught by the pound, and then they were wondering what had happened to him, and somebody thought of going to the pound and checking it out, and it was like one day before he was scheduled to be yeah, killed. Right. Yeah. So they, they got lucky there, but so I'm sure this happens to a lot of people because you allow your pet to wander off. And they didn't even know that yes. if your pet suddenly gets goes missing. Yes, because um, chipping, putting microchips on our pets is not yet a thing here. Yes, yes. And so, so there's a big problem. People don't know that the pounds get animals. Um, people who don't even go to the pound first when their animals go missing because they go to us saying, of course, did you take them? And we say, we don't go around, around the- <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling me? Am I the lost lost pet office? A lot of people call us. They, they ask us whether we've picked up anyone. And no, we don't pick up animals. So it just, maybe we should come out. But you do them. have a cattery and a kennel. Yes, a ca- our shelter. The paw shelter is exclusively for animals who are rescued from cruelty or neglect. And some people have the gall to say to us, oh yes, but mine is being neglected, and so can you get here? And I said, well... Well, then we have to put your ass in jail because <laughs> you were cruel to your pet. That's why I was sir, you didn't ask me to continue my sentence. I was going to say these abused animals, they're animal offender 
parents, we would be constrained yes. to charge you. Yeah, so if we will charge you, then we can get your pet. So there is a uh, criminal charge that yes. comes with that. So most of the animals in our shelter, they have their subjects of criminal cases filed against animal offenders. Mm -hmm. But they're not, all of them don't have the cases because sometimes we see animals that so badly mangled yeah. that you just can't leave them. Yeah, you can't even They're still there. So we were, we've amputated and they're there, but there's no charge. And then what's, what's going to happen? Are you trying to find homes for them? Yes, we have currently 232 cats and 74 dogs at the shelter, all looking for homes. And people ask us all the time, of course, maybe you can find someone to adopt my pet. And I say, you know, ma'am, if I find someone to adopt all 232 dogs, then I'll get back to you. <laughs> up to you. So, 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 so really, um, much as we would like to adopt every single homeless animal we see, there are too many animals and not enough adopters. Yes. So spay and neutering really has to be practice. Yes, for the long term. So now now that we're around, people say, how can you help me? Because I want to help this stray on the street. And I say, if it's a dog, you have to like take it in temporarily and enroll it under our fostering program. Fostering is temporary keeping. You're, I'm not asking you to adopt it. I'm just saying that since we don't have space in the shelter, we can give you free vet care. I mean, who would offer you free better? Only Yeah, they it's like if you if you it. follow the, the the Twitter account of Sir Patrick Stewart, that's what he does. Oh, he fosters wow. dogs. Yeah. Wow. So your dogs will be fostered by Professor Xavier. Wow. Yes. Yeah. They, they become X Men. Yes. Uh, X so so when you when you when you pick up the dogs, they're they're, they're cyclops, <laughs> storm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. So you foster them, and then and then we say just keep it for like two to three months, and then allow us to maneuver out because we have to take the, the dogs out for the quarantine kennel before they go into the main adoption kennels. Yeah. They say, I saw on your page you just had one dog adopted, so does this mean we can already put a dog in? No, because they come from the quarantine area and the quarantine is always full. Before we're able to get anyone from the quarantine area into the adoptable dog area, sometimes it takes six to eight months because they're like so badly you know, they have the season. Yeah, but I, ju I just have to say this. In the first place, people, <laughs> as in, think, instead of buying these really expensive um, animals with foreign breeds, why not rescue hmm. homeless cats and dogs? And I always say, you know, I, I, I prefer the name Askal and Pusakal, actually, mm -hmm. not Aspen and Pusakal, because, because I like the... the it's a justice, they're, you know, fugitives from justice, and they're on the run. <laughs> Their lives are more exciting. So anyway, um, I feel that if you adopt a pusakal, the natural selection ayan, it's not going to get really sickly. And because I hear that there are breeds of animals that you have to take them to the vet to, 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 to vacuum their butts because all the poop doesn't come out. There are breeds of dogs like that now. You will not have this problem if you adopt, if you rescue a pusakal or an askal because they're used to, you know, hard lives. And, you know, your your homes will be the peninsula to them. Yes. <laughs> no, we, there was a debate on whether we should still use pusakal and askal yeah. in the post officers. And we decided to change the term mm -hmm. pusakal. Because there, um, there was this other side that, like you, wants the... Yeah, rough. Uh, you know, come, 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 Very film noir. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but then we pointed out that anything associated with the Kanye was just derogated in the Pinoy culture. Like, when you say you're babae in Kanye, and when you say you're Kasi madam Kanye... Kasi kayong mga tao, hindi kayo rock and roll eh. Hindi <laughs> 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 kayo punk. So we just... The people are so paburgis. So we wanted to, like, correct that. So, and then it does sound nicer. Like, I believe, we believe if you name your dog Killer, it, it just introduces something like, you, you're not going to have a good, well-behaved dog because the name, you know, yeah. with that. I think so we wanted softer, like, Pusang Pinoy. Yeah. Um, Aso Pinoy, because we wanted people to be, to associate themselves, oh, well, I'm Pinoy, you know, I'm a mix, yes. I don't, I'm not a pure breed. It's, it's funny how people want the pure breed Yorkshire Terrier. Oh, and yet they're pure like, breed ka ba? <laughs> and then they're and, like, well, you know, for humans, there are no pure breeds. Oh, yeah. Everyone. All our genetic material is mixed, our genetic inheritance. Of course, you know, World War II began because some people <laughs> insisted on purity. See? So, so they, they say, oh, I want the fact that, uh, so I don't like that. Uh, I want, like, your opinion. And then this, sorry, but the really ugly people say this to us. And I say, you know, this Let me show you <laughs> my former pusakal will <laughs> slap you. Yeah, so... There. So, we have a problem with uh, discrimination. Mm-hmm. And then the problem that people don't know what to do with homeless animals. They say, a lot of uh, well-meaning animal lovers say, if I win the lotto, I'll big, build a big shelter, take them all in. And yeah, and have them spayed, please. Oh, yeah. Spayed but, we, bad news, people, we can't adopt our way out of this situation. Even if we were all to adopt them. If we don't work seriously on spay neuter, like a population control, neuter. because we're yeah. talking about Matushan levels yes, of, yes. of population growth. So yes. I think uh, we have to, like, re- really, animal lovers who want to save us homeless dog or homeless cat, it can be done, but we need your participation. We need you to foster for a while. And I say, if I can't foster, which many people can, and I say, you know, you have to come to terms with the shelter is full. Uh, you have to help us look for animal lovers who can foster in your place if you can't foster. Because if you can't, we're better off like maybe calling the pound or maybe go bringing that animal straight to the vet for straight, sorry it sounds heartless, but for proper euthanasia because the pounds don't really do proper euthanasia and it's sad. And there will be some catching, there will be animal control, there will be some animals put down. It's a combination of animal control where some animals get put down, and there's uh, spay neuter, proactive, and there's education. It's going to take a whole lot of that to mm-hmm. solve the problem, not just one solution to the problem. Because people still live in this fantasy world where we can all adopt animals and this problem will go away. Yes. Give your IT department a second backline support. Companies now embrace a service-oriented architecture. Instead of merely dealing with a hardware box that runs your applications, focus on the service value it delivers. Visit Nexus Technologies at www.nexustech.com.ph So again, we have to be scientific. When we present, like TNR, for example, yeah. Clap, Trap, winter, winter, and return. There's so okay. many cats. Please, um, for the benefit of our listeners who are hearing this for the first time, what is trap, neuter, and return? Okay, uh, for many people uh, and advocates, they want cats, th- there's a stray cat problem, 
and so many of them. So the knee-jerk reaction is call the pound, take all these stats away, and it can solve their problem immediately. They don't realize that this is just, you know, the surface. There will be more cats. Yes. And you can call the pound every day. Yeah. And you will not run out of cats. Yes. So yes. the thing to do would be to trap, neuter, and return them. Again, I have to emphasize that R is return and not release. Because some advocates just take cats from somewhere, neuter them, and then release them somewhere else. They have to be returned to the same area where because they... Because that is their turf. That is yeah. what they use. And they will go back. Yes. Yes. And then uh, a lot of the establishments that I introduced this idea to, they say, they interrupt me, Mom, why can we not just trap, neuter, and then you take them away? Let's not return them. But it's essential. The trap, neuter, return, it's, the return is essential to the whole system because every area has a holding capacity or a capacity to, like, you know, there's, that's where the animals get their food. Uh, every area would have a holding capacity yes. um, because if the cats aren't there, the rats will get to those tiba-tiba uh, food. Yes, and you know what happens when there's rats? Bubonic plague. <laughs> and leptospirosis. Leptospirosis. Yeah, leptospirosis is the beginning and then bubonic plague. Yes, so if, if we want to solve the problem for the long term, we look at like how many cats do we have? And yes. this is what most advocates... And, and this, is, this has been the experiment at Disneyland, which is the, the most well-known example of a successful PNR uh, program. Yeah, in Los Angeles, Disneyland. Yes, because I've been to Disneyland. I have never seen a cat. Yes, they say that they have 200 cats there. Yes. And that's proper DNR. When, remember that cats only have two drives, sex drive and food drive. Oh, no, no, no. I have to argue uh, that, you know, okay. the, the third drive is world domination. Oh, yeah. Why do you think they own and the that. internet? That's yeah. that. <laughs> Um, now, the sex drive, you're taking that away with the neutering. Yeah. The food drive, cats are only awake, six, uh, they sleep 16 hours a day. Yes. So, they're, the only hours you have to mind is like the eight hours. So, they're stray cats. I mean, they would have survived. And they're nocturnal. Yeah. You can just make, you, you arrange the feeding in such a way that you feed them in a hidden place away from food traffic. Yeah. So, that they do not go and bother your your swanky people in designer knockoffs yes. and climb onto the table and eat, you know, their pate kuno. Yes, okay. Cat lovers like you and I wouldn't mind at all if yes. cats join them. But the regular people who don't like cats, and there are people who don't like cats. There are yes, many and I don't like them. <laughs> there are many of them. It's just, these are public spaces. And yes. if you were to argue, like, from a lawyer's point of view, like, Everybody should be free to go somewhere. Because there are people who are so deathly afraid of frogs. I know one person who's deathly afraid of frogs. She doesn't mean them ill. She, she just can't be around them. And I imagine there's... What if one of them is her prince? <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't imagine that there are people like that towards cats. So yes. there might be some... Yeah, I can't imagine, but I know that there are people. Yes, so there's like people who can't stand cats and can't be around them. So if they're going to like say BGC, they want to eat, or they're going to a school, they want to study. You have to give them also uh, consideration that they can't be around these cats. So when you do PNR in those areas, you have yes, to say also sure. I just have to say those people should not watch Black Panther or its sequels. Happen. Because <laughs> what do you think Black Panther is? 
Okay. As in, stay away from Black Panther and all Marvel movies when it comes to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cat lover. I'd really like to be in a place where there's cat park. Yes. Cats everywhere. But again, reality check. Yes, reality. People who don't like cats. The safer it is for the cats to be hidden, they're, al- they're alive, they're there, but nobody knows they're there. Yeah, they are what you call feral. Feral, yes. yes. And if you try to tame them, like most people, they advertise their TNR communities like this big cat parks where they're, they're like fat cats spread everywhere. And people can get to them, take it from someone who files criminal charges against animal offenders. You're, I don't want to be in a situation where you get cats uh, in horrendous situations where they have, uh, do I even go into the injuries that they sustain? Yes. The cats that are victims of cruelties are the ones who are the most trusting towards humans. Yeah. So it's also to the cat's benefit that he's a little paranoid. Mm-hmm. I, unless your cat is your own cat and stays at home. Yeah, I don't like my cats that, you know, at the approach of a stranger, they, they start screaming, Kidnapper! Kidnapper! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they don't like people they don't know. Ah, okay. But some of my cats at home they approach. Yeah, well, they'll be over-friendly cats I worry about. Especially in the first place, you know, some, some nice person could just say, oh, there's a cat and take your cat home with them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you're having a nervous breakdown and your, your cat is eating fish at somebody else's house. But it's an indoor cat, so yeah. there's no problem. So the DNR is supposed to work in such a way that whether I'm there or not, the system works. And DNR is basically yes, you have to think about this systematically and not sentimentally, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a, a mistake that a lot of us cat and dog lovers have. We mm-hmm. tend to anthropomorphize, we will get sentimental. It's like, oh, they don't have the food that they have, but you know, you have to think. There mm-hmm. are many, many cats. Mm-hmm. And the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, in the words of Mr. Spock. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, the cats, they, if they're strays, the first step to do a DNR is educate people in the area. Like, you have to find out who the administrator is. Then talk to them. Like, what we did at Ateneo is under our DNR program at mm-hmm. We didn't just go there, trap the cats, neuter them, and, you know, nobody knew. We had to go through all the college heads. We had to do, like, seminars for them. Yes. We had to explain how it worked. And then they began to see, okay, we're going with this because... In the POS way, in the DNR way, they're going to spay with their of them. There are 98 cats in Ateneo. Uh, where, uh, we started in 2014. There has not been any significant increase in the population. Mm-hmm. And they're there. And we said, you know, you can choose to take out the cats. Like, call the bound. Get, get the cats out. Because uh, that was the old way. Ateneo would just call the bound. Then get all the cats out. Then after two months, the same batch, the same number. And they have to take them yeah, this is going to be a perpetual problem unless you you do the, the whole DNR but now, thing correctly. We, yeah, we did the DNR, and so it's been running since 2014. Not a significant, there's been an addition because there's some students smuggling cats into the... the yeah, home. or, you know, some, some cat wanders into it. Wanders um, into Ateneo and say, oh, grass, trees. Well, well, you know, cats will only... Well, actually, Ateneo now, oh, buildings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, cats will not go into the territory of the TNR cats. They fend off other cats' coming. Yes, because cats defend. Limited supply of food. Yes. So if you don't 
uh, integrate a limited supply of food into your DNR program. It's like smorgasbord. Then they say, oh, there's more for everyone. Then the cat, your DNR cat, will like, I won't fight you off because there's more for everyone. There's a lot for everyone. Why would I fight you off? So, hence, a DNR cat is not supposed to be an obese cat. Um, if you are in a place where you say, these are DNR cats, you can't have fat cats. I'm sorry to say... I'm sorry to say that my cats are on a diet because um, I'm, I'm working on an online talk show. And my co-host is my white cat. And so, my white cat gets on the elevator with me. Somebody else gets in. And, he says, <laughs> and, and my cat's a boy. His name is Drogon. And the, the, the guy gets in the elevator and says, I am cute ng pusa. I want this. And then Rowan and I look at each other, you're going on a diet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know, most of us who own cats in their No, it's just, it's it's easy, it's just, you know, to not open a can every time. They look at you. (laughs) Yes. It's very simple. Easier said than that. Yes, but that, remember, they're just looking. They're not necessarily hungry. In fact, you know they're not hungry. They just eat. But you know, they they have this look on them. I know. They, they know exactly how to manipulate their humans. Yeah. And also, I think my, my oldest cat is 18. I think she has amnesia. Wow. And she forgot she ate now. So she wants wow. more. But, you know, in the case of my 18-year-old cat, I, as my sister pointed out, she's 18. Let her do whatever she wants. Yeah. <laughs> like many animal lovers among going for the complete opposite, they want to transform these places into their sala, and they want the cats uh, to be no. so fat. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then they, I would like to be able to touch them and hug them and have selfies with them. And mm-hmm. therein lies the problem. Because yes. now they're saying it's DNR. And like, in, sorry, but in BGC, that's what happened. They said, I want to do DNR. But then nobody informed the admins about it. That's not DNR. If you're... If the cats are neutered, the ones who own the area so should be... Let's, let's make concrete suggestions about what malls with cat populations can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, malls with cat populations. Sure, you can call the pound to round them up, mm-hmm. but a new set of cats will come in. So periodically, you'll be calling the pound to round them up or calling the exterminator, and it's expensive for you. Mm-hmm. So I think the humane thing is accept that these animals live in your mall <laughs> they will they will work for you mm-hmm. as in you know they will catch your 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 mice your pests as in you know we don't have mice in the house but occasionally my cats will proudly present me with something they killed mm-hmm. like a stray cockroach an occasional ah, lizard yes. I have to say no lizards are our friends please yeah. don't kill them but you know cats cats are killing machines mm-hmm. okay so that, that's something we have to remember when we get over-sentimental about cats. Mm-hmm. They did not get to the top of the food chain mm-hmm. by being sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> so so maybe, so the malls, they, they just um, get used to the idea that these cats are here to stay. Feed them at night. Mm-hmm. It's not going to cost you a whole lot of money. Right. Feed them at night. May I just interject that mm-hmm. there has to be a proper survey done. Yes. Because how can you know that you are only putting up it out enough food? Okay, for so them what would be the number? what would be the, the procedure? First, um, you have employees get a haircut yes. of the cats. Yes, yes. haircut. And yes. then and good to partner with an organization because usually the animal welfare organizations would have the vets that know spay Yes. 
And then and they get uh, away with a minimum fee. Yes, and you know, pay the small fee to have them spayed and neutered. Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and then they will live there. They will be your your employees essentially. Mm-hmm. For us, it's just three hundred pesos if it's a TNR system in a community. Our mm-hmm. rates are different. If it's like your pet cat, you're gonna bring it and have it. Well, yeah, because house. you also have to raise funds for your own project. Um, so. If you were to bring your own cat, like a female cat, to us for spaying, that would be one thousand pesos, and for if a male cat, seven hundred. But if you're a TNR community like Ateneo, that we have an arrangement with you, um, we've counted the cats. We're going to do it in a systematic manner. It's 300 per cat in a week. We even do the extra injection of a vaccination, rabies vaccination. So Ateneo tells us that there's been, uh, it plummeted the bite incidents, their expenses yeah. with the anti-rabies shots. Yeah, the, actually, I don't understand these bite incidents with yeah. cats because, you know, you would have to be Really bugging the cat for it to bite you, huh? Yeah, I told them that's also part of the reason why we don't want the cat stained. And this thing with having selfies with the DNR cats, mm-hmm. it really gets me because people want, I want to show my love for cats. So here I am hugging a Show your cat. love for cats by having them stained and neutered, yeah. not by putting them in your Instagram. Yes, and then now they get bitten and then. People oh, you get bitten and then, oh no, the cat, the cat bit me. And then everybody gets rounded up and killed. Yes. Yeah, so. So, so the more under the radar your TNR program is, the, I mean, the cats there, the, it's in the best interest of the cats. Um, the biggest mistake would be to like advertise that there are cats and they're like lounging in the areas with Unless it is a cat cafe, how do you feel about cat cafes? Uh, well, cat cafes are another matter. It's a privately owned endeavor. But now the cat cafes, some cat cafes masquerade. They're actually your pet stores. Mm. They, don't, they don't have spayed or neutered animals. So to make sure that your cat cafe is an animal welfare friendly one, look for the cat cafe that only features spayed or neutered animals or animals from shelter like the Marikina Cat Cafe. Cats and crumbs, they only take animals from paws. So they're fostering them for us and they're spayed and neutered and they display them. But I know of another cat cafe, I'm not going to say the name, it's, it features animals that are not spayed or neutered and they're purebred and they're actually it's a venue for them to sell mm. and under the guise of adoption. Oh dear. So first we need to um, tell people who love cats and dogs that malls, you cannot tell them to become cat cafes. Yeah. They are not, you know, petting lounges. Yes. Yeah. So, um, they're, and also, so the thing is, malls, we know that you are soulless and profit-driven. So, just be practical mm-hmm. and recognize that these animals are in your territory, so feed, spay, and neuter them. That's and then it. managed feeding, we can tell you how to do it. Managed mm-hmm. feeding. And then, um, so, so when you tell um, when you tell your your uh, guests, your customers, not to feed cats, you don't say don't feed the cats or we will penalize your ass because that's just greedy. You won't pay na to spay or neuter <laughs> So what you do is um, you inf- you explain yes. to them why it is not a good idea to feed them indiscriminately. Maybe you could announce that there is an assigned feeder yes. for these cats and they're fed at certain times. Exactly. And so um, the, the, the well-meaning people who want to feed the stray cats 
can bring their, their food to the designated feeder who will feed the cats at the designated time. Or, it's not like you're trying to get your fix and, you know, pet a few few animals. That's not going yeah. to work. Or even better, because since there's so many animal lovers, one of them might just volunteer to be the managed feeder yes. for your company all for free because these people would do free things like volunteer for an animal exactly. work. So you can actually tap them that you are the managed uh, feeding, for the manager for the feeding of the feral cat, spayed feral cats in the area and then you just feed them at this time and then she's in charge. And so they can, you can channel these animal lovers into something more productive, constructive for them. You just have to inform them. Animal welfare is trying to, um, to inculcate in people that spay neuter is the way to go, long-term solutions, uh, not just sweeping problems under the rug because it's nice, we have a lot of people now feeding strays and that's good and adopting is good. But I always compare the adopting thing to like, there's flooding in your bathroom and you have a tabo and you're like trying to lessen mm. the water coming in and that's yeah. adoption. That's yes. rescue. Of course, that's Yeah, it's good. like, you know, you have a raft in the ocean and then there's a hole. Yeah. And yeah. But spay neuter is like turning off the faucet. Has anybody ever thought of turning off the faucet? Nobody thinks of it. It's a, there are pop-up groups on Facebook like we're an animal rescue group, but they don't have um, a plan. A plan for like spay neuter. They don't even have an aspect for spay yeah, neuter. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that there must be animal rescue groups where their plan is someone is beating his dog, let's kick his ass and take the dog away. That is not going to help all the animals. Well, well would they not, you know, uh, kick his ass and like prosecute him? But most of the people, they just take the animal that's being cruelly treated and they're not even going to file criminal charges against the animal offender. Yeah, so, um, yeah, obviously this conversation can go on for the next <laughs> week and at some point we have to end it. But, so, but the last question is, if you see someone hurting an animal, what should you do? Well, uh, hurting an animal is a crime. Yeah. Like for any instance, other crime. Um, on the street, someone is beating a dog. Yeah. First off, you call the police, a police officer. Okay. I will good luck with that. But uh, when, yeah. the thing is, if what if you, the police do not respond, or if they laugh at you and say, "Nah, you asshole, no Oh, they can. Uh, they can be charged administratively. Um, so you have to take the name, mm-hmm. and I think you just have to sound authoritative because yeah. if you. Always, you know, sound like you know what you're doing. Don't go the whole AWA route because no one is going to give you anything out of AWA. Yeah, call the police. So lower the the pitch of your voice Mm -hmm. and and, um, make like me. Everyone I call calls me sir. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, you know, it's like I call for a pizza. Yes, sir. My name is Jessica. Yes, sir. (laughs) Okay, but please remember to call the police because most people now, they take out their phone and then they record the whole cruelty. Meanwhile, thing. the animal has been battered. Yeah. Yes, and then they tag boss. And, and then and then and then you can feel like a hero, but you have not saved yeah. the animal in need. So okay, so you call the police. What else can you do? Suppose there is really no police response. Or do everything in your power to try to stop. Like shout at the animal offender. Like throw something at him or something. I, I wouldn't recommend people risking their lives like if there's someone actually slaughtering a dog like going there and trying to struggle with a man with a knife nothing like that do not put your lives in danger but I mean do what you would ordinarily do if a person was 
being assaulted on the street or a woman is being raped because these are crimes. So you call. You call for help. You call your like barangay uh, tunnels and, and get help out there. Now secondly, if you witness it, it's too late. Like the dog was already killed. The dog was eaten. Yeah. Um, the cat was kicked to death. And and you you saw it. You do an affidavit. Like I, Ana Cabrera of this address, I saw this person. And then you ask the police if you don't know the person, you tell the police the description, the whole shebang of like reporting cruelty. Then do an affidavit. Some people, and a lot of people, know who the animal offender is. Yes. But they refuse to do an affidavit. But news people, we can't file Take criminal the charges. Trouble. Yeah. Take the trouble. As in, no more half measures. Mm-hmm. No more aikawawa naman and then doing nothing. As in, if you're going to care, go the whole hog. The Jessica Rules the Universe podcast was brought to you by Nexus Technologies. Technologies that work, solutions that win. In our next episode, we talk books and movies with one of the finest writers in the Philippines. Meanwhile, join our discussion at jessicaruletheuniverse.com or on Instagram at jessicazafrascats.